is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in trouble though the earth be Hi, and welcome to Journey Through the Word, a podcast that takes us through the scriptures, one book and one message at a time. I'm Jeff Gilbert, and I'll be your guide through the Bible to help you better understand God's Word, what He wants to teach us, and more about His Son, Jesus Christ. We're going to take a look at Acts chapter 12. As a quick reminder, this is Luke who's taking down uh, probably things that he's hearing about while he's traveling around with Paul. Some things maybe he's talking about in retrospect of stories that were told to him later uh, or at, by Paul at the time. And he's giving an account here of the time in the early church when persecution was starting to uh, be quite widespread amongst the church. And here in the beginning of chapter 12, we see a really sad account where James, who was the brother of John, these were two of the early disciples called by Jesus, uh, and they were the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, remember? And James is killed here by the sword, and this is all done by Herod, the king. And he says that he was laying violent hands on some who belonged to the church. So he was starting his own persecution against the church. It wasn't the only persecution of the time. This is persecution by a Roman governor. But remember before this, the Jewish religion itself was persecuting the Christians and putting them to death. Saul was sent with the authority of the religious leaders to go and round them up and put them in prison or have them killed. Remember the martyrdom of Stephen a few chapters ago? And they would throw them in prison, arrest them, accuse them, and try to destroy this new faith that they had whenever possible. Herod, who was one of the Herod, Herod Agrippa, uh, none of them in the family chain, there was four of them, but he was, I think, I think he was number three, was not a nice guy, as none of them were. He was uh, popular with the Jews because he did a lot of things in favor of the Jewish religion. And history accounts tell of a few different things that he did in favor uh, of the Jews regarding their temple and interceding on behalf of the Jewish people for the uh, in, in front of the Roman government. So he did things that were favoring the Jewish people from time to time. So it's not hard to believe that if the Jews were against this, um, these new Christians who are following Jesus, that he would also be against them to win favor from the Jews. And it says that he put him to death by the sword. And the next verse, in verse 3, it says that it pleased the Jews. Imagine being pleased at the death of people who are trying to follow Jesus. Of course, that's not unusual even today. We see Christians martyred and persecuted around the world. We think that it's a thing of the past and maybe not so much happening today. But the last century was the most persecuted amongst Christians in history. So it's not something that's ever gone away. Christians are being persecuted and people like to do it. Even today we can see in the Middle East they 
there are Christians being put to death, and it's shown on public news. And these kinds of things are pleasing to those who are against Christ. When he saw that that pleased them, he decided he would keep going because he wanted to be, you know, really well beheld in the eyes of the Jewish people. So he, he took Peter and he put him in prison, and he put four squads of soldiers to guard him, and intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was in prison, but the prayers were being made for him to God by the church. Now when he, bring, he says he's going to bring them out to the people, it's likely that he was going to bring them out and let them judge what should be done with him. Probably we're going to put him to death as well, most likely. And so while he's in prison, obviously the church knows that this is what's likely to happen. They just saw one of the other apostles uh, martyred. And so Peter is next on the line. So it's very interesting what takes place to Peter. This is a fantastic story. It's not the only time it happened. But here it's really, really a wonderful story because he's down in the, a prison, okay? And if you've ever been to an old place where there's an old prison, they're usually down in the ground, they're dark, they're cold, there's solid stone walls, and maybe there's a little window, but more likely there's a roof hole where they drop you down in. But anyway, I don't know what this prison looked like, but I've seen lots of old medieval prisons and they're really horrendous places from which you don't escape. And then you're usually chained to the wall or chained to people. And here Peter was actually sleeping in this hole way down in the ground. And between two soldiers, plus, not only was he locked in prison, surrounded by four, um, four squadrons of guards, but he was bound by chains and then there was sentries before the door who were guarding the prison. So he's locked up tight. He's not going anywhere. It's not like he's Hercules or something where he's going to break the chains and kill everybody. He's just Peter. He's just a simple guy. But while he's there, an angel of the Lord stood next to him. And a light shone in the cell. And he struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. This is something I find really surprising that in Peter's life, He's facing probable death. He's in an impossible circumstance. He's not laying there worried and can't sleep that night. No, he's sound asleep. So much so that the angel has to hit him, say, come on, get up. And when he did, the chains fell off of his hand. And the angel said to him, get dressed, put on your sandals. And he did so. And now put your cloak around you, cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and he followed him. And he didn't know that it, what was being done by the angel. He didn't know if it was real or if he was seeing a vision. Understandable. Of course, you know, when you're in a deep sleep and somebody jars you awake, some people, you know, they wake up okay, and some people don't even know what planet they're on when they wake up. Maybe that's how Peter was. He was such a deep sleeper that he didn't know where he was or what was going on. And so they went through uh, the first and the second guard. So they went through <laughs> two groups of guards, man, they really wanted to keep this guy in prison. And they kept him, they led him to an iron gate leading into the city, which just happened to pop open on its own accord. And they went out along the street and then the angel left him. It was really wonderful that the Bible records this, this great story because we should never limit God in the things that he's able to do for us. He can send his angels 
He can do things through us, by us, any way that he wants to, 